Industries Complex, the scene of a terrifying siege. The complex is teeming with police trying to get this disaster under control. Tensions are high as a shocking hostage situation unfolds with Harold's Cafe. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK and Bayer. Let's get the neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We have a yarn about the goings-on in Erinsborough. From the PirateNet studios, we've connected today via Lyra. Toadie's essentially... CJ, what would you call Lyra? A, a Google home, but also Lyra's underwater now. Oh. <laughs> well, we've salvaged her like D from we, the wreckage. Her out. Uh, we'll, we'll put her in a bag of rice and see how she dries out. Amazing. So CJ's on deck. I'm Vaya, and we have a guest from a thrilling pair of episodes that aired this week on Neighbours. We have Frank McGree, better known as this week anyway, Raymond Renshaw. Welcome. Thank you. Woo. Good to be here. The, the most recent baddie. The most recent baddie. Probably the best baddie ever, I think. Oh, yeah, clearly. It's yeah. a revolving door of baddies at that joint. <laughs> Do you reckon they're getting badder and badder? Well, I think, well, the crime's getting a little bit more organised <laughs> and a little less emotional, I guess. More ripped from the headlines, as Vaya would put it. And now that we can see weapons in action, I think definitely more action-packed. Oh, so is this a new thing, weapons in action? I think it's only in the last 12 months where they've really amped up the PG rating. Yeah, right. So I, I think we've had gunshot wounds before, but... Mm. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of blood well, <laughs> on the scene. Well, this was this was new for me because you, you were told that you weren't allowed to point a gun at anyone, oh. or you weren't allowed to point the gun at camera because of mm. the rating. Interesting. And now I, well, yeah. we know that you are basically you're woven through the fabric of Australian film and television, and you've done quite a few crime dramas. I've done a lot of crime dramas, starting from Romper Stomper, mm. playing a skinhead. And then all the underbellies and all the stingers rush, and bit of rush, bit of rush, and period drama. Miss Fisher is in there. Mm-hmm. Does that make you how you how do you go with the weapons handling? Then are you all over it? Oh, I've done so much weapon stuff. I've been shot so many times that it's all just fun. It's all fun now. But I did have an incident on Ned Kelly where Heath Ledger and I. I was I wrestled Heath Ledger to the ground, and then I'm holding him, and another actor was supposed to not have a blank in his gun and smack Heath over the head. Oh, my God. And there was an extra blank in the gun, and the blank went off over Heath Ledger and my head. And as you know, a blank, if it hits you in the head, it kills you, and it went straight over the top of our heads. And everyone went to Heath Ledger and no one went to me. (laughs) But the whole set shut down. It was huge, huge. Um, It was a beer room. I feel like I heard about that. Like it was in the media, right? Was, yeah, because yeah, it was just like, you know, we're talking inches from Heath Ledger's head. Don't worry about Frank McGree's head. But Heath Ledger's head and he would have been dead. Oh, wow. my God. And that's a huge production. How does that affect you being on such a huge production and then we lost Heath Ledger not long after that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I hung out with him a little bit um, during the shooting of that and then outside a bit. And he was just such a – he was a really cool guy, like a really lovely – gentle man yeah it was, pretty, it was really sad 
We'll turn it back to a not so gentleman, Ray Renshaw, in a second. I thought you were going to say Russell Crowe then. <laughs> <laughs> now, we don't do a lot of rusty chat here at Neighbours. No, sorry. Yeah, let's take it back to Erinsborough. Well, what's your history with the show growing up? Did you, was it in your orbit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually grew up in Vermont, believe it or not, which is oh. where in Vermont South was the house, or still is the house they use, isn't it? Yeah the, yep. the, yeah, the whole street they block off. Yeah, yeah, I'm the neighbour. Do- I'm one of the neighbours. <laughs> You're one of the little known ones that doesn't get invited to the party. Yeah, never got invited <laughs> to the street party. Well, look what happened when you did come. <laughs> I know, that's why they didn't invite me. <laughs> yeah. So you, would you always see them around town doing a bit no, of location? No, no, we, we didn't. But, I mean, obviously Neighbours was huge when we grew up and with the Kylie and Jason era. Were, that, were they your people? Was that your era? Yeah. Yeah, they're the same age as me. And I remember, um, I, I actually remember I was nominated for an award. There was these awards called the Penguin Awards, which were TV awards many years ago that don't exist. And I just remember that I, I was just hanging out with Jason and Kylie, just sitting outside the toilets, just having a chat with them. And I was like, oh, wow, that's right, these guys. <laughs> Jason and Kylie, oh, our other co-host Kate is going to lose her mind because. And this is when they were going out, I think. Wow. How 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 would they act casually, just chilling out at the awards show? I think they were pretty bored, to be honest. <laughs> I was pretty bored too. I think we we're all just hanging out in the toilets. Award ceremony is like a, it's like an office meeting, really. It's like it's admin. It's admin, yeah. <laughs> you're like you're like Forrest Gump of showbiz in Australia. You're you're there, just to the left. Yeah, everywhere. Heath Ledger's bullet, Kylie and and Jason having an argument. Jason's Along mullet. Jason's mullet. I think they yeah. were having a bit of a moment, and I kind of crashed it. I think they were having a little bit of an argument or something. The vibe wasn't great. And you're just sitting there like, hi, we're up for the same reward. Hey, I'll just be sitting with you for the next hey. twenty minutes. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, those awards, it was, do you, you know John Clark, the comedian who died recently? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I was nominated for a film he directed and I was playing him as a young man. Which film and was that? He, it's called Man and Boy, but he, I was only young, I mean, I was, we're talking, I'm like 19 or something, 20, and he rang me up the night before, because he was nominated for Best Director in a category, and he rang me up the night before and said, hey, I'm not coming and I don't want those ABC pricks to take this award when I win, so I want you to go up and make a speech on my behalf. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Did he and give you just, any bullet points? No, nothing. He just said, I just, you've got to beat those ABC people up to, the, <laughs> up to the thing. And I'm like, and the whole night I was just like, please don't win, please don't win, please don't win. <laughs> and he didn't win. Oh, I was going to say, because, well, now the ABC, he's had the last laugh because they've put a plaque up in his honour. So they had to fork out for the for the bling. <laughs> I think he had a love-hate relationship with them, but yeah. I'm sure they gave, they gave him a lot of work. He was such a cool guy. He's like, he was like such a legend, that guy. Yeah, he's had a huge impact. Oh, yeah. He was so funny. How did you get into the, sh- the showbiz industry then? Um, I don't know, I started doing plays at school when I was like 12 and, and we used to perform to the whole high school and I don't know, maybe I was okay at it and, and just sort of got into it from there. And then went to drama college after school for a couple of years and then got that part in that John Clark film and that kind of just set me up, got agents and went, went from there. So, okay, flash forward, 
back on Ramsey Street. Yeah, let's get back to Ramsey Street. Uh, going in for a couple of days as a guest performer, mm-hmm. what's that process? They just shove you in there with all the regulars and away you go? Yeah, but... I know, I knew, I know a couple of the directors. I'd worked with Kate Kendall. On I was going to mention Stingers. Yeah, so I knew her pretty well, um, and she's great. So she and, she directed the Siege episode. She oh, did. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. She. Yeah. It was glorious. Those two watching those two episodes was like a little mini movie. Yeah, right. Well, I haven't seen them because <laughs> I don't never watch anything. I'm in. Oh, okay. Why is that? Does it make you feel funny? Um, it's kind of this thing where you, as a performer, I know this might sound a bit wanky, but as a performer, you have a, a vision of what you're doing and what you've done and you, for consistency and whatnot, you just don't want to play with that. So I don't want to look back at stuff. I can look back at stuff like years ahead and then look at it. But if I look back at it too soon, it plays with my, um, I become too conscious with myself it's like how people don't I the analogy is that I remember with my three kids I would play back video of them when they were little like three and stuff and I would see them suddenly become conscious of themselves and I'd like oh whoa 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 I'm not going to show them this stuff until they're much older right because you don't want to be conscious of what you're doing in a sense and it's its own beast it's not like theater where you perform it and then the audience consumes it and everyone moves on with their lives it's film it's mm. right there for like you see it right back as it was warts and all yeah yeah, I mean, that's just my way I do it. I mean, lots of people will watch, they'll go to the what's called the split where you look back at what you've just shot and have a look at what they've done and and watch it all. And that's just them. Oh, well, you should do a podcast because no one can see you. I just, I don't care what, what we sound like. I just listen back. There's <laughs> no drama. Well, I've just started my own podcast. <gasps> what is it? Well, I'm doing the pilot. It's on um, all the great uh, heists and robberies around the world. Oh, awesome. Oh, cr- yeah. True crime. You're, you're in. Yeah. Don't muck around with soap opera analysis. Oh, we're, in the, just, we're all in the same game now. That's all. <laughs> um, can you plug it yet, the name of it? No, we're just doing a pilot and we're just going to, uh, yeah, we're just, yeah. we're in, it's in its infancy, but we're going to add like acting within it so that, that you'll hear actors playing, the, you know, doing the actual robbery and stuff oh, like that. It won't fantastic. be just a just straight up like narrative yeah, great. speech. Yeah, but go, as, going on to set like that, it's I, because I'd never done Neighbours before and I'd heard they move really quickly and it's really rushed and sometimes you don't get to do the performance you want to do. But I didn't really find that. I found, I found that even though it's quick, it's a little bit quicker obviously than you know, other TV shows, but everyone really cared and everyone, and I'd, he- and I'd heard this going on, like Carrie Armstrong, a good friend of mine, she did some eps prior. Oh, she and had that, some episodes, I'll tell you what. Did, yeah. you, did you hear what she got to do? No, but she, she just said, she told me, one thing she did tell me, she goes, everyone really cares. Like, it's actually, they're not just going through the motions. of How you would imagine when they've done like 7,000 episodes, everyone's kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But it actually, everyone was like really into it and everyone's kind of, so it was really refreshing to, and it was fun. Like, they were actually really fun and good crew. I was really surprised that there wasn't that kind of, you know, apathy well, on set. When when we say it's fast, because I have seen them in action and I notice it's essentially people that are match fit just mm. getting in there and getting the job done. It's not that they don't care or they're taking it easy. It's just that people no. can hit their marks and hit their lines and hit the lighting and do all that 
quick sticks yeah. and move on. Yeah, no, it's, I was really impressed. And they, they, yeah, they're a well-oiled machine, obviously. But, um, it, you know, it, the dip, main difference is you just don't get that many takes. You'll get one or two. Yeah. And and that's it. But, in, you know, another TV, they'll give you three or four and you can play around with it a bit, which is... It actually, it actually put... But when you know you've got three or four, you can get a bit lazy and just... But when you know you've got one or two, you're just like, okay, bang, I, I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah, you can't just treat them all like rehearsals. No. And then you get on a film and they're doing like 20 takes and you can kind of just... <laughs> it's a different beast altogether. So just to reset... Well, CJ, actually, can you reset who the Renshaws are? So the Renshaws are from Sydney. They're a baddie family that own nightclubs and they do bad things. I'm thinking there's money laundering... Um, Definitely drugs. It sounded like there was a, a drug-related business involved. And one of our Robinson boys has uh, been the, the informant to the police and he's run away from Sydney and doesn't doesn't want them to know where he is. Now he just wants but, to run a backpackers. Yeah, he just wants to run a backpackers, date an older lady and live quietly in Erinsborough. <laughs> um, but As we all want to do. <laughs> Delaney Renshaw is in love with him. It comes down to Melbourne. We're, actually, we're not sure. She's not in love with him, but we don't know that at this point. She seems pretty far gone for Leo, poor Delaney. She, she does. So she comes down to Melbourne. Now her dad... Um, is, is Frank. Is, is Frank. Yeah. And your brother, or maybe brother-in-law, we're not sure, have been in prison. Brother. Brother, okay. That's good to clear up. Kate, Kate our other co-host, has a, has a question on that. Yeah, Kate, have actually, been... we can ask it now. Kate wants to know how you got called Ivan and Raymond, because they don't seem like they're matching names for brothers. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how, where they came up with those. Kate <laughs> likes to think that Ivan's a brother-in-law. <laughs> right, a Russian brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. He, he, yep. Ivan, his name is. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's an import and, um, you know, perhaps very keen on the baddies situation that you've got going. I just want to clear something up. I deny all allegations of drug money laundering. Yeah, fair any, enough. Any, any prostitution, anything like that whatsoever. Yeah, look, the, the Renshaws aren't on trial right now. Look, we own an IGA in Newport. <laughs> what happens out the back <laughs> is of none of our business. Exactly. So, fresh out of prison, come down to see Darling Daughter, whose nickname is Bunny... Bunny Rabbit. Rabbit. Bunny Rabbit. 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 CJ, what's your nickname for your son? Bunny Boy. Bunny Boiler. No, Bunny Boy. Oh, Bunny Boy. (laughs) He's a little toddler boy. Yeah. But Bunny Rabbit, and then immediately after finding out that a daughter is on with Leo and that Leo was the informant, you throw down the hit and tell Ivan to go and get him, but don't provide any witnesses. So brother, a bit dim, pops down to the pub while there's while it's full and shoots him. There's a networking brunch on. Yeah, yeah, he goes he goes down to the pub, has a six six beers, and then tries to hit him. Is that your explanation as to why he's disobeyed orders? He's just on the terps. Yeah, he's an alcoholic, clearly. <laughs> and so Ivan's taken out to rage. She survives. She's just got a bullet wound to the shoulder. She almost lost an arm, though. Yeah. <laughs> she's having a kip now. She's all right. She's sleeping she's all it right. off. Yeah. Arm in a sling. She's okay. But what's Raymond's plan here at this point <laughs> when it's all gone down? The gunshot number one's gone off. Well, Raymond just wants to get the hell out of there, obviously. First, he's going to stop for a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> He was a bit peckish. He's fresh from Sydney and he's in Melbourne. What do you have to do? You have to have a latte. Well, that's right. Especially if so it's free. Yeah. He was going to go to Pellegrini's, but he went, no, I'll go to Erinsborough, get a yeah. coffee. 
Harold. Second best in, in Melbourne. <laughs> Second best, Harold. Harold is an institution. He heads on in there and there's lockdown happening. There's... We've got Ellie, we've got Chloe, we've got Kersha and Yashvi and a select a number of extras. Kersha's sudden group of friends where she's now like head of the girl squad at high school that we didn't know about and a couple of oh, elderly I didn't know, I didn't know about that. Raymond didn't know about that. Well, she's been bullied for years and suddenly she's in there with a gaggle of schoolgirls just serving them oh, lattes at Harold's. I think she's dealing. <laughs> little little year eight Kersha. She's such a cool kid. She was so, she was really cool, that kid. That's Varney Deer and yeah. Olivia, Olivia Junkia yeah. as Kersha and Yashvi. Yeah, Varney is so, she's a really cool kid. Well, you had, a, that, that you had a scene where you had to fully scream at her because she hid in the kitchen trying to call the cops. Get away from her. Oh no, she wants to be the big hero, don't you? Leave her alone! Well, get her on the ground! Let's have no more heroes, hey? I know, I know, and I was like, she was so good. Like, I kept going, you know, not apologising to her, but I'm going, you are right? And she's like, no, this is great, I'm loving this. <laughs> she was yeah, so good. This is the most action she's had since Kersha got deaf from fireworks. Right. Um, also, Delaney. Yes, I was going to ask about Ella. What, yeah, she is such a good actress, that girl. She's on so you many productions so at the moment, too. I know, you'll see a lot of that girl. And she's, she's a sweetheart as well. Like, she was... You know, she's one of those actresses that just, you know, there's no pretense and she just wants to do the work and she's just, like, so keen to do good work. She'll go places, that girl. And she had so many highs and lows to hit when she came in. Like, just love struck and then scared and then, like, trying mm. to manipulate Paul Robinson and then scared of Daddy. And, yeah, she had to do a lot in her couple of days too. Yeah. No, she was really good. Really good actress. So I guess my question was who was your favourites to work with or that you'd maybe work with before? Uh, no, I'd never worked with any of the girls before. Um, mm-hmm. But they were all just – everyone was into it just because, you know, they had armourers there and there were guns and I was shooting rounds off and stuff. Like everyone was just really excited. So everyone was like <laughs> right into it. It was really fun. That day, that one day where we did the whole sort of siege was just, you know, it was really fun. Yeah, it was a little bit like a bottle episode. Like everything was in the same place. So the siege took a day to shoot? Yeah. Yeah, we did that all in one day. How did you work okay. out the tension from elevating to just quietly, you're just a customer – pretending to be escaping a gunman and then bringing it up to holding the girls up and then screaming mm. the place down. How did you work on hitting those beats um, to build that tension? Yeah, well, you just got to give yourself somewhere to go. That's all. You just don't want to get too angry and too yelly and screamy and lose your shit. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Um, you lose your shit too early. Just so you, so you got to give yourself somewhere to go. And also, you know, you just want to layer the performance so it's, it's interesting as well. So... You know, that he has those moments of where he gets, like, I got a bit creepy at one point. I'm just I'm just reading over my notes to remind myself of the episode. Are you just looking at the notes to find where the creepy bit was? Yeah, I was trying to remember which bit in particular. Oh, I, I, I put my hand on that girl's cheek. I can't remember her name. Jodie. Yeah, but yeah. that was all Kate Kendall's idea, so I'm not the creep. <laughs> she just wanted to just crank up the creep factor. Yeah. One thing I wanted to point out about Jodie slash Ellie is that I think she's trying to angle for a career in hospitality because she just invited you in straight away. Come on in, grab a seat. We're doing free. Free coffee, everything. I know. It's not your money, Ellie. Calm yeah, who's down. Run, who, who's running the books? It's the girl's parents. It's Yashvi and Kersha's mum runs the cafe. Do you know I nearly got the part of the dad? It was between me and him. Stop. You were going to be Puffy. I was. You were going to be brother made a good of Toadfish. Is that who he's... Oh. I can't believe yeah. 
I mean, Puffy's great, but you know what? Maybe there's scope for a rogue fourth brother. Well, not not anymore. There could have been scope for a fourth brother. Well, I think maybe Raymond will break out of prison and come back. It doesn't seem hard to do. You just got to have a bag of apples. That was the currency when Paul and Paul was in there. Oh, really? Apples. <laughs> Everyone was hungry. It's fine. You'll probably get off really quickly, like maybe three months in to your siege yeah, se- right. sentence. Yeah, you'll probably get off then. One one bit I didn't like is that Ali was supposed to have been big on the club scene back in um, New South Wales, and I feel that she would have known the king Who of I the was. Renshaw family. Yeah, straight yeah, away. Well, well, I don't know if you picked this up, but she actually did used to work for us in one of our strip clubs, but she never actually... We we had a few eye contact things there, but she didn't want to obviously mention it, and I didn't want to bring it up either. Really? She didn't want you to see, bring that it? makes much more sense. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to get kicked out of the education department. Yeah, so, yeah, we can And they're not going to let me run this cafe. Awkward. Well, well, that was very good of you not to blow her cover. Kate, our co-host, wants you to tell us if your performance of Raymond was based on any actual crims. <laughs> um, I don't know, not so much my performance, but what I wanted to do with Delaine, do you, have you guys watched Ozark? I have not, I'm sorry. Oh, it's a really good American TV series, but there's this really great dynamics between the dad and the daughter, and... I just wanted to hold that tension with, with Delaney that, you know, obviously she's scared shitless of her own father, yeah. but that he still has such a control over her, in a sense, you know, from years of abuse probably. Or, you know. So I was, trying to get, I was trying to get that balance so he just wasn't just like a, that, you know, that she, he, he had all the power over her so he didn't know what she was going to do as opposed to just thinking, oh, her dad's an arsehole and she's just going to do whatever it is against him. I, you could tell there was still a threat of respect for his daughter, like he wanted her to rise up to the family business. Well, that's right. That's that's the whole balancing act. We kind of, well, I was trying to get that because if if, if it's just black and white, that you know the dad's just a criminal asshole and she has no respect and trying to get away. It's, yeah, it's not as interesting. You see, I've got eyes and ears everywhere, Bunny Rabbit. You should know that. Dad, I, I didn't lie to you. I just no, you didn't lie to me. But you didn't tell me the truth either, did you? Now, why don't we start again? What are you doing in Erinsborough? I did think she could take Uncle Ivan, though. I didn't think she was too threatened by him. No, he's pretty stupid, so <laughs> she probably could have yeah. thrown a couple of coins on the ground. And, and I said no witnesses, him, mate. No witnesses. Yeah, no witnesses. Not 40, none. <laughs> Day after you left prison. Do your listeners, uh, are they in the UK as well? Yeah, most of them are, actually. More than oh, half. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hello, guys. How you doing? Have you done any productions over there? No, but I'd love to. So if there's anyone there in England that wants to get me over. Maybe not. play Raymond, <laughs> Raymond in some other show. No, I go to LA a bit because I, 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 I make films now. So I'm in LA quite a bit, but not London. Oh, excellent. You will talk about what you've got coming up as well in a bit. Now, Tuesday's episode is where all the action happened, is when you caught the girls looking up online who you were, putting the mm. pieces together. And then grabbing the phone off and then turning the gun on all of them. You had to do a bit of negotiation. Like Ellie was being Olivia Benson from SVU and was doing a bit of hostage negotiation. But She was pretty good. She got a few out. Insurance. I mean, they're not going to stop me with some pretty little hostages like you, are they? There's not enough room for everyone in a van. Maybe, Maybe you can let the kids go as a gesture of goodwill. I think I'll keep all my advantages, sweetheart. Out the chair kicking over was another highlight, bit of stunt work there. Yeah, obviously I'm quite a good stunt man. Actually, <laughs> um, the first time we did that chair kick, it was so weak. It just went plunk on the ground. So, how did it look? 
Yeah, great. Because there was some, there was some smash, something smashed. I couldn't quite tell what, but something smashed. That was. I helpful. think it was a plate or something. Bit of Greek wedding action. I don't want a car. I want a van. A car would be a better option for you. Shut up. How was the when I shot the gun to scare everyone? Was that did that look good? Yeah, it was all. I was. It was more the tension. Like it all came together really. It was just a great build up over the two eps. Like oh, you cool. really felt the momentum, CJ. Yeah, and I feel sometimes I, in the past, I guess, Neighbours has been keen to, when someone's father comes in, they tend to be older. One thing I really enjoyed was that you and Delaney definitely looked like you could have been related. Um, yeah. You look like you're from the same family. And I most enjoyed the tension between the two of you. Oh, cool. But then in the cafe, I just liked a stressed AF that you looked because you're stuck in a cafe with these girls. <laughs> And you're like, I don't want to alarm anyone here, but I'm a murderer. I'm a murderer. And, and you just, it's increasing, 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 increasing over the whole episode until you just explode and say, all right, I'm going to get my gun out. <laughs> I've got to let these people know what they're in for. But, yeah. And there was almost a comedic beat just before it when the two, Ellie and Chloe, Chloe's secretly in love with Ellie, slash not so secretly, and suddenly they're fighting over who's going to take the, the hostage position and free the other one. And then they have this little bickering moment and then you just have, you're just jack of these bitches up in your face and you just scream, shut up. And Pull my gun out. Yeah. Shoot around her. It was almost going to be funny and then immediately was not funny. You have a better chance of making it out of this if you take one hostage with you. She's right, but take me instead. But no, Chloe, don't listen to her. You're about to get married. You have so much to look forward to. Shut up. Take me. No, don't listen to her. It's funny, when we shot that scene, I had, I because, the, you know, obviously for safety, I, put, I had to put my hand in, up in the air and shoot the round off. But technically, they couldn't. The camera couldn't pick up the gun because it was looking up at the lights oh. above. And I said, "Well, why don't I just shoot it right next to my head?" And they're like, oh, "But you're hearing." And I said, "Well, give me an ear, an ear, <laughs> uh, something to put in my ear." <laughs> so we did it that way, and it was much better. It just made more sense, and it gave you the character a bit more control. You can sacrifice your hearing. You just need to be able to say the lines. <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear you guys. I completely deaf. See, did you have another question? I. Don't think so. Um, I was just checking before I did another one of Kate's. Who is Kate? Kate is actually, I met her because we both tweeted about Neighbours four years ago in the Neighbours hashtag on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And so I plucked her off of Twitter and said, come and do this Neighbours podcast. And in fact, she's the one that had the eagle eye and wondered if you were the guy from the WorkSafe campaign, which I think you are. And Which I am, yes. So and I'm in every Victorian workplace in Victoria. You are in a lot of so, tea and coffee break rooms. Apparently I'm in a lot of toilets as well, which is pretty weird. Yeah, I think I've seen you in a toilet. It's pretty weird when a girl comes up and you go, oh, you're in my toilet. And I'm like, it's pretty weird. I didn't mean to be. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't look. I close my eyes. I heard, heard a whisper that you didn't mm. know you were going to be used in all the visual marketing. No, they... they, they I was literally on my lunch break and some guy said, I've got to take a photo of you. And I went, oh, mate, I'm on my lunch break. He goes, I've just got to take one photo of you. And I went, okay. I said, what's the photo? What, what sort of look do you want? And he just went, you know, like, you know, like life's hard. And I'm like, mate, that's really, that's not really a brief. Like, what sort of look do you want? He goes, you know, just like, mm. And I went, he took a couple of photos and I said, look, mate, I've got to go to my lunch break. I got, I'm thinking, what the hell would he, what did he want those photos for? Next thing is my agent said, oh, they're, putting posters out as well and that was one of those shots 
posters forever. Like forever. <laughs> how long ago was in this? In every workplace, eight years ago. Eight years ago. Yeah. Um, I must say though, do- life's hard. And that's and that's me doing a look like mm, life's hard. Like, I just <laughs> yeah, wanna... but you nailed it. Like that mm. is the exact look in the photo. I know. And the irony of you being in a lot of break rooms is, or you just wanted to finish your sanger that day. Exactly. <laughs> Would you? It's funny is I actually was doing downhill skateboarding racing, like at like 60, 70 kilometers an hour. And I came off my board and snapped my collarbone. So I actually, not long after, was in a sling no. like that guy. No. And, he, and I'll never forget, I went into a coffee shop and my post was right next to the wall. <laughs> and the guy handed me my coffee and he looked at me and he looked at the wall and he looked at me and he handed me my coffee, but he didn't say anything. He just didn't say anything. Oh, that's like Joey Tribbiani on Friends when he got the STD commercial on the train. <laughs> this is a bit of an admin question, but did they? Was there even a clause for you to be on the marketing? Because these days with advertising, they do a lot of social no, well, media co- contracts. Yeah, no. Separately. But what they do is they no. But what they do is they just say um, we're going to pay you, you know, six thousand dollars for the poster, and you say yes. So, End of conversation. Yeah, <laughs> please, the conversation. Please, yes. Re- the conversation is really quick and they say, we want to pay you that each year and you go, yes. So it's <laughs> a really quick, really quick conversation. <laughs> well, what we should do is we no- we normally do citizen or citizen of the week. I think we need to do mm-hmm. citizen or citizen of the siege and award who we think is yeah. deserving of those titles. Okay. And they don't, they can be you, they, you know, they don't have to be around the Renshaws. They can be anyone mm-hmm. who you thought was MVP or not in that siege. So who do I think was best on ground? Yeah, or worst. <laughs> What's the young girl's name? Kersha. She was she was best on ground. She was so cool. I mean, she she tried to make a phone call in the in the kitchen when there's actually, a gunman out there. That's it, pretty cool. She, a, actually, she a... was the most sensible, trying to get the fuzz down there. I know. What are the others doing? They're on social media, looking at photos. Yashvi's getting Twitter news blasts. <laughs> yeah, so I'm giving <laughs> I'm giving her best on ground. CJ? I'm going to go with Citizen of the Week for Ivan. (laughs) (laughs) You're going Ivan. Yeah, because he does not know how to follow out orders and he got to spend 15 minutes out of prison, which is sad. Right. And he stole a van that had an alarm on it. Yeah. Really? I miss that. (laughs) Not that bright. (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, down around the corner near um, the car yard, he's hot wiring a van and then the car alarm went off. Also, at at a mechanics. I thought I'd do that. No, he wasn't paying attention that day. <laughs> oh, so it's saying that actor, he's the he's such a good guy. he's such a cool guy. And he's a really good actor, that guy. Well, you both looked too cool to be criminals. You could have started a band. Yeah, yeah. we do have a band. <laughs> What's it called? It's called the Wi the Witherspoons. <laughs> it's kind of like a, we do we're like Simon Guy Funk Gov Simon Guy Funkle. Simon Guy Funkle. Garfunkel. <laughs> it's kind of like yeah, we're you know, because we were both in a choir when our dad put us in the choir at Catholic school when we were younger. Yeah. So we've got sort of high pitched. Sort of, sort of, um, well, you're going to have to start the prison choir back up now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I am going to do Citizen of the Siege to Raymond Renshaw oh. for doing lovely small talk when he got a free coffee from Yashvi. Oh, what was what? I can't remember my small talk. What did I do? <laughs> She was asking, you know, what, what were you doing around? She hasn't seen you. You said you were just passing through. You're just staying at the hotel. 
Ah, right. You yeah. were doing. Right. You were. You were making a hospitality workers' day a bit easier before you held her up at gunpoint. But uh, I didn't order anything. Oh yeah, I know. You looked like you needed a latte, unless you'd prefer something else. No, that's good. I just don't have any money. That's all. Oh no, it's on the house. You know, pulling together in crisis and everything. Thanks. I'm a gentle, gentleman criminal. I'm not your common Ivan sort of criminal. <laughs> well, do you think, what's the future for the Renshaws? Do you think there's any scope for them to, to revisit us? Oh, oh, I think there is. I think there's huge scope. I think our, our business is not done. We're not finished there in Erinsborough. Well, they're, they're gone I know, to, I know how to get back there. Ivan will struggle to get back there without well, me. Ivan will be busy with the prison choir. He's obviously running the prison choir. But um, I, think I, I think I'm a big chance to... Break out and come back. Uh, you can team up with Evil Millsy. Yeah. Well, well, we did run brothels in Sydney as a part of our business and we're thinking that there's a real opening in Erinsborough for a brothel. Well, next time I go to yeah, IGA... Yeah, well, Ellie is out of work. Oh, is she? I didn't know that. Yeah. Next time I go to IGA for a litre of milk, I'm just going to have a little bit of a closer look at their back door. Yeah. Well, we should hear about the feature film you're directing. Yes. So... The film's called Prey, and it's um, a thriller, and it's um, set somewhere in Asia, but we don't know where, as in the film, but we're shooting it in Fiji. And it's a film about a group of surfers and their girlfriends on just on a surf boat, and they kind of get lured to this island, and um, things get very strange and interesting. And we can't tell you any more than that. And it's not... Can't tell you any more than that. And it's not connected to another previous Australian film called Prey that Nat Bass was in. No. And when? what's the timeline? When should we expect it? We're going to shoot in April. We've got the lead actress, Titus Valiga, who's in a series called Bosch on Amazon. Big series. Ooh. He's our lead. And then we've got lots of young crew, another guy out of Riverdale. Yeah, so it's a lot of cool young actors out of the US. And yeah, we've been, we've been working this script for... 18 months as in did you guys write it as well or just what no it was it was actually two young guys out of LA uh, wrote it and then they saw my film at the Brooklyn Film Festival another short film I did called Sengatan and they just had a really good it was a good fit for their script and because we shot that in Indonesia and so we had meetings and I just said the script wasn't up to scratch and they agreed and so I've been back and forth with them writing and we got it to a good point I think we've still got a bit bit of work to do and yeah it's all good is this you now cruising along through the industry like jumping back and forth between actor director writer whatever comes up yeah yeah I mean I love I mean I think I don't know, it kind of feels like a natural progression for actors to, to write and direct, especially dealing with performance, like directing performance. And when you get good directors like Kate Kendall, who it's just so easy when you're an actor, when you're working with an, an ex-actor. I mean, I'm sure she still acts, but I know it just seems like a really natural progression that actors should want to direct or, or, or will be good at directing. Yeah, you can cut out a bit of that middleman speak. You can just cerebrally speak to each other. Yeah, but I just think performance is key. I mean, I, I, I'm sure there's lots of derpies out there that are going to tell me to get stuffed, but <laughs> I think performance is, 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 is the number one in anything. And, um, yeah, and actors obviously, you know, are really keen to get the, the, that performance right because you get a lot of technical directors that just, you know, they're okay, but they just they'll move on even if the performance is not to a it's not it's not there yet. Yeah. And they always go, well, you just could have pushed it a bit more or, or given the actors a bit more freedom, and you would have had a much better performance. So anyway. 
That's me. Well, what do I um, know? What do I know? <laughs> what does anyone know? You just do your what best. Does anyone know? Yeah, do do what Mum says. Do your best. Do your best, Frank. <laughs> I remember my, my, my I say this. My mum came to me when I'd never had any sex education from either parents. I was the youngest of seven, <gasps> and my mother came to me when I was nineteen and said, "Oh, that sex thing. Don't get involved in that." Wow. <laughs> At and, nineteen, but she'd had seven kids. It seems like <laughs> good advice. Yeah, we. I should say. <laughs> But sex thing, it was like, I was, what, what do you mean, sex worker? What are you talking about? Just in general. It was pretty bizarre. Just in general. Don't get involved in that sex thing. Just get into religion. Yeah, anything but that sex thing. Well, Frank, thanks for giving up your yeah. Friday night to discuss neighbours. <laughs> and, and my mum's sex education. <laughs> yeah, she should put out a pamphlet for high schools. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she does. She works the school, <laughs> the Christian schools. <laughs> The Catholic schools in my area. Um, well, <laughs> well, it's going to be very difficult for us to go back to normal neighbours now, like Carl Kennedy tinkering in his greenhouse, growing tropical fruit, because this is what we're expecting now. <laughs> yeah, we've set the bar high, haven't we? And um, are you on the so- uh, socials as well? If I'm on Facebook. People want to click pu- on and be pu- my friends on Facebook. Privately or publicly? I don't know. Yeah, you just put my name in and you can be my friend. Okay, well, let's add you. We should add you to the Neighbours Council, our Facebook discussion group. And people okay, cool. can um, say hi to you in there. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Frank McGree, we'll look out for prey. And thanks for chatting to us. Oh, no worries. It's been a pleasure. CJ. fun. <laughs> Thank you. CJ's the hot uh, mess mum. Yep. At the CJ's hot mess the hottest CJ the hot mess mum. Yeah. Hot mess mum. Hot mess mum. What does yeah. hot mess mum mean? It just you means that you're... Mess, oh, I do. I make a lot of mess. I'm sitting in amongst it right now, actually. But you're hot. It just means that you're... you're Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, <laughs> it means that you're you're at ease with it, that you're mess mm. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Like, okay. It's, she's fallen apart at the seams, but it's working for her. Oh, yeah. I get it now. It's working. <laughs> like neighbours. And I'm Vaya Pashos. We are Neighbours Pod on Twitter and Facebook, neighbourspod.com for our previous episodes. We'll have Kate back soon as well. And thanks, Frank. And we'll chat no to you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See ya. Bye. In restless dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of cobblestone Neath the halo of a street lamp I turn my collar to the cold and damp When my eyes were stabbed By the flash of a neon light It split the night And touched the sound of silence